On the program this week, we have uh, Cooper Mosley back in the studio. Hey, George. Cooper, thank you for having good me Good to today. have you on the show. And we're going to talk taxes uh, oh, for the show this week. One of my least favorite things. Well, a lot of a lot of people's <laughs> least favorite things for sure. But uh, we've got a couple of guys uh, that uh, have some great information for us and for our audience today. If it, if it was just you and I talking taxes, I think it might be a two-minute conversation. Probably but we got so. some professionals. We just hit it off. You know, it's like, okay, that's too much for me. <laughs> TMI, so to speak. But uh, we've got Cameron Johnston and Evan Blasingame with Angel Johnson and Blasingame CPA. So, Cameron, Thank you for having us, George. And yeah. Evan, yeah. Good to be here, George. On. All right. So, here we are, mid-February already, and uh, tax season is here. So, talk about the preparation that you guys have uh, have gone through to get to get ready for for the busiest season of the year for you guys. Yeah, so as CPAs, we're always out there, you know, learning all the new tax laws. And as part of our requirements, we have to do some continuing ed. But, yeah, like George said, it's starting to get real busy. Um, there's a deadline coming up March 15th, and then the one everybody knows is April 15th. So those are right around the corner. So talk about the continuing ed. And, uh, Evan, um, what? Do, how long is it? And I guess it kind of varies uh, the topics each year. Sure. Uh, so <clears throat> part of our practice is, is we do a lot of tax, but we also do a lot of governmental audits. And so uh, we've got to get some specific classes in order to do those audits. Uh, you know, we do a lot of school districts, things like that. And so a lot of our uh, continuing education uh, is surrounded around uh, governmental audits. And so we have to do 40 hours of that every year uh, and then we usually get some tax classes things like that to learn all the new updates um, but but yeah we get 40 hours continuing ed, ed every year to, to maintain our license and every year osu hosts a little tax school actually for oklahoma that we all go uh, we send some partners to that we kind of keep up to date on oklahoma stuff as well so i know you said uh, like governmental audits everything like that i know you do audits for a uh, non-profits is that any different than doing it for like a for-profit company yeah, so so they are different than uh, doing audits for for profits. We actually don't do any audits for nonprofits anymore. Okay. Uh, we did get out of that. We do a lot of financial statements, things like that for gotcha. nonprofits. But uh, but but there are different types. Yeah. Yes. When do you suggest your clients get the information into you that that you're looking for? Before the due date. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're getting very busy right now. Yeah. You know, January 31st is always the deadline for, for companies and employers to get uh, W-2s out to everybody. So once those 1099s, W-2s start rolling in, uh, a lot of people uh, get on it right then because they're ready to get, get it over with. Uh, but, but we always like, you know, by April 1st, if you're an individual, um, at least before then. Uh, after that, we start telling people, hey, it's not a guarantee that we're going to get it out by the, by the due date. So the earlier, the better is the way that I like it. That way we've got plenty of time to, to do a good job and don't have to rush and, and, and can prepare your tax as well. So the earlier, the better. So I would guess a majority of your clients, uh, it's not too, that too, not too bad, just kind of a plug in the numbers and Crank out the crank out the tax return, right? Yeah, so we run the gamut. We run from um, just a W two, where they just give us one little form, and we're done in thirty minutes. We're done with the whole return. To clients that we prepare prepare their financial statements throughout the year, so there's hundreds of different accounts we have to reconcile, and then they have different companies. Uh, so we kind of run the gamut on complexity for clients. Yeah, we have every, everything from, from just mom and pop shops to multi million dollar corporations too that, that have multiple offices in different states. And so we've got all kinds of uh, clients that, that varies. And so it's it's uh, it's come one, come on. Do you have any specialties that you like to get into or anything that you have a, a extra education on? 
Uh, well, that, that's probably different depending on who you talk to in our office. I really enjoy the ones that uh, that somebody's running running their own business. Um, Oh, and I guess it kind of varies. I like really the small local shops uh, okay. because that's that's it's really neat to get to know the people running the business and and seeing if their business is doing well and 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 kind of just see how how that's working. Uh, but I also like doing the ones that, that kind of have a big corporation too. It, so it, it just kind of varies. But then we have my dad who actually he grew up on a farm, so his favorite clients are farmers that come in. And I don't know if you guys know anything about farming, but there's all sorts of different words for cows and pigs and all that. So I feel like we have to use him as like our dictionary for any farm <laughs> returns we do. Which brings an interesting point. Uh, we talked before the show about uh, dependence. And uh, for the regular family out there, pets are not dependents, right? Correct. That is, we have gotten that question of, is my pet a dependent? And no, it is not. <laughs> Even if they're a service animal? Still no. I don't know if there's like a special deduction for that. Not that I know of, um, but no. Maybe some medical costs. Yeah, maybe some medical costs if you're written off on okay. the mm-hmm. All right. So how do you suggest people choose a, a tax preparer? What, uh, what would you suggest? We always suggest that, that you end up with a CPA. There are what are called uh, paid preparers out there. and But if you, ha- if you have a CPA, they've had to take extra classes. They've had to take the CPA exam itself. Um, so there's just a little more assurance that they kind of know what they're doing uh, because they've taken all these steps to get to that point. But, Evan, really nothing new, I guess, uh, for this year that you guys uh – had to prepare for for the yeah not a whole lot of new changes a lot of things are rolling off this year and so the last couple years if you have uh, filed your tax return uh, you may have gotten some papers that that tell you how much stimulus money that you've received uh, due to the COVID uh, due to COVID and then also last year some people received advanced child tax credits and so there was another form that people were receiving Uh, those things have all gone now so you shouldn't uh, be getting some of those so not really any new changes this year but some things that have been in the last couple years have rolled off now so there is one thing on the state side uh the the rate actually dropped by a quarter of a point so that's nice it's now 4.75 evan how can you and your firm help uh, individuals with their tax goals well you know i i i always like when people uh are are well prepared and don't wait until it's time to file to come see me uh but as things come throughout the year that maybe be that, that maybe is new for them uh come ask me questions then so that we can prepare ahead of time uh and so an ongoing relationship with your cpa is is very uh important to any kind of tax strategy uh i can only do so much when it's time to file there's not a lot of help and advice uh that i can give you uh but if if you stay in contact with your preparer uh and and keep them updated on the things that are going on throughout the year they can really give you some good advice to to help with some tax savings when it when it comes time to file your taxes so you can call uh once a week or once a, well, I don't know about once a week once a month or once a quarter or something like that is it pretty yeah so our clients yeah they some of them meet just once a year during tax time. But like Evan was saying, it's really great. Touch base with me in July and then maybe in November saying, hey, here's kind of how my tax picture is looking. Are there things I can do to help save some taxes? Or, hey, I had a really good year. Do I need to pay in? That kind of, of thing. Okay. And uh, do you have, like, any advice, like any standard deductions that people overlook that we should be looking at early so we don't get caught up paying the maximum amount? So one thing that we do deal with, because we do a lot of uh, teachers, is there's actually, it's not much, but teachers get to deduct $300. Because um, uh, it's, it's if you've spent $300 on classroom supplies. And as we all know, teachers spend, spend that easy. More. That's nothing. Yeah. Um, but as far as other standard things that most people overlook, you can do like your uh, mortgage interest. You can do, that, that goes towards your itemized deduction. Um, anything else you can think of, Evan? 
property taxes. Property taxes. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of little things that go into your itemized deduction that could help you. Okay, that's perfect. And talk about uh, the, the standard deduction. What is the standard deduction for individuals and families? Uh, that that varies every year. It's somewhere around twenty six thousand and change uh, this year, uh, and so that that gets stepped up every year. But somewhere around twenty six thousand, I think for for if you're married filing joint, um, and so it's somewhere around twenty six thousand is that standard deduction. And, and then single would be half of that. Correct. So it's it's up there pretty high now. We have more individuals who are taking that standard deduction uh, than we used to uh, when it was much lower. So sales taxes are actually. Uh, could be itemized that would take potentially that would take a lot of work to keep all those receipts <laughs> it would there's there. there's the, the irs has a, a schedule on there that that you can put in your county and state and it will 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 kind of do a calculation for you um to kind of guesstimate mm -hmm. on that uh, most people don't don't take that sales tax uh, they use that standard deduction but you also it's it's the greater of your sales tax or some of your property taxes and, and things like that and usually those are, are higher than that sales tax number right so i bet 95 percent take the standard deduction is that yeah i mean before they changed it it used to be maybe half and half would take the itemized, but they, yeah, they've made that standard deduction so high that it's really hard for most people to do it. The ones who are able to do it, they they do a lot of tithing to their churches usually, mm -hmm. or to other charitable organizations. That's usually how we see the itemized deductions. Right. Uh, speaking about deductions and everything, I know with the changing world and COVID, a lot of people are staying home and working from home. Isn't it uh, true that you can write off part of your house if you use it for your office? Yeah, so that's if you're running your own business. So okay. used to, if you were an employee, they had an employee business expense deduction, but they've gotten rid of that. So now if, yeah, if you have your own, like whatever business you have, you can write off uh, utilities, et cetera, that go towards that room that you use exclusively for your office. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. And I, unfortunately, there are still are people like us driving to work every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know the limit Per mileage that you got back went up this year. Is that correct? Yes, I think sixty-two. Yeah, it got pretty high. Yeah, because they just adjust it based on gas prices, so it okay. get pretty high. Yeah. So, and uh, how can we write that off? Like, do we have to be doing it like driving for work or driving to and from work as well? Yeah, so that's the same scenario as what I said earlier. If it's if you have your own business and you're it's not commuting miles don't work. Okay. But if you're going to see a client, you can write that off. Or if you're going in between clients, you can write that off. And what we usually recommend is if they're younger, I tell the clients, hey, turn on your phone. There's all sorts of apps that can distract that. But I have a lot of clients that are a little older who don't like using their phones. They just have a little notepad. They say, okay, I drove 25 miles to go see Joe today. I totally get it. I'm a pen yeah. and paper kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the phones are scary. They can do a whole lot of things these days. Absolutely. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, so April 15th, is that the date this year, or is it going to be – I haven't checked my calendar yet to see what the I, I believe is. it's the 17th or the 16th. I think it's 18th. Uh, 17th. 18th. There, there's a, there's a, a federal holiday on the 15th this year, the Emancipation Day, uh, and so uh, I believe it is the 18th. Uh, so it's not exactly April 15th. So usually year. it's if it's if it's on a Saturday or something. If it's it'll a Saturday be or something. Monday. It's the following business day, and, and I know that Emancipation Day falls on the 15th this year, so it's going to be backed up a, a day or two this year. So now, extra time to get your stuff in. There you go. So <laughs> More uh, time to procrastinate. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it boils down to for a lot of folks, that's for sure. And uh, But people can file for an extension without – 
penalty, right? That is not true. That's that a common misconception. Okay. If you owe taxes, if you're going to owe taxes, those are due on the due date, whether you extend or not. Uh, the extension is an, a an extension to file, not an extension to pay. So if you don't pay what is due by April 15th, whatever you pay them after that can be subject to penalties and interest for late filing or late payment. And you can set up a payment plan yeah. for IRS? Yeah, so the IRS and the Oklahoma Task tax commission also have they have payment plans you can set up uh, i don't know how long they can go maybe like five years yeah. Um, but yeah you can do that if you need to interesting so uh take that uh, piece of advice and <laughs> don't don't want to pay out any more than you have to so <laughs> absolutely <laughs> all right so what other information will folks need to bring into you obviously they're w-2 forms yep right so i just tell people bring in everything that looks taxi to you and then that way we can sort through it and say hey i don't actually need that but yeah for your normal person that's your uh, w-2 any 1099s you've gotten uh if you got a mortgage interest statement for your home um th those are kind of the standards ones we see on most people more and more people are graduating uh, from college having student loan debt can you write off the interest on those too? You can, yeah. So you'll get a form from, if you pay directly through the federal government, they'll send you one. If you have a private uh, operator, they'll send you a little interest form. Um, and yeah, and those can be deducted. Okay, perfect. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what about uh, protecting income and maybe, uh, you know, deferring uh, maybe some taxes to later years? So uh, what do you suggest as far as maybe doing Sure. Doing those situations. That, that would go back to having a really good relationship with your CPA and your preparer so that uh, somebody who knows your whole picture so that, that they can see kind of your business plan for the next few years. Uh, they're on top of uh, kind of what the tax rates are looking for for next year. You know, if, if Congress, they pass something where the taxes are going to be higher, maybe you want to pick up that income in this year before the tax rate jumps. Uh, and so th that kind of that strategy varies from client to client based on their own individual needs. Uh, so that's where having a, a good CPA and a good relationship with them can really benefit you uh, because they have, they have a, a, a good knowledge base of, of what, you're, what you're doing and, and the whole picture kind of, of your operation. You've got a great firm that's been around for how long? Over three decades. Yeah. Wow. Right here in Chickasha. And serve a lot of Local clients, but statewide and even some across the country. That's right. We've got a, a lot of wonderful clients right here in Chickasha. We love serving our community, uh, but we also have people from Blanchard, Tuttle, uh, and, and other places in Grady County as well that, that we serve and are happy to serve uh, with all their tax needs. And you just uh, signed out a new CPA, right? Yeah, we want to give a shout-out to Miranda Wallace, the newest CPA in Chickasha. She just passed her CPA exam. We tried to convince her to come on the show, but she said she's not ready for radio. <laughs> not, ready for, not just yet. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next year. Yeah. <laughs> so talk about that. What does it take to, to become a CPA for those that might be interested in um, – yeah. Getting into that field. Yeah. So uh, one thing I will say is their job. So that's that's my first pitch for everybody. It's a good job. It pays well, has reasonable hours, except for tax season for most people. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the requirements are you have to get 150 hours. So that means more than your just your standard bachelor's. Um, and you have to get upper-level accounting hours. I mean, there's a lot of steps to get to that point. But once you get those 150 hours, you can start sitting for what's called the CPA exam. And that's a four-part test that you have to pass all four. And then at the end, you have to have a work experience before you actually get your permit. So it's a lot of steps, but at the end, you do get a job that's uh, it's always dependable. It's uh, good hours, and you get paid well. And is there a lot of openings in the 
accounting field? Yeah, so there's a, that's kind of, we're having a crunch. There's not enough accountants coming out. Um, so we're hoping to see maybe more, some, more uh, students go into it. And uh, so just uh, visit with your high school counselors or whatever, for folks that uh, think they're a numbers, numbers person. Yeah, you bet. Chickasha High School does a really good job of, of uh, having some career days for their students. Uh, and then I know I go once a year or twice a year to, to a class there at the local high school to talk to them about accounting uh, and just kind of the opportunities that are available there to them, kind of the path that they would need to take if they're interested in that. And so, uh, yeah, if you're interested in that, we're always available as well at our office. We love to talk to people who are interested in maybe this field and, and are happy to, to help mentor and guide them and push them in the right direction if they have any questions. Yeah, Evan and I are both Chickasha High. Evan and I are both Chickasha High grads, so we've been there, we've done that, and we can kind of show you the steps to get through it. So how can we get a hold of you at your office? Like, what's a, what's a good phone number to call? Yeah, so our main phone number is 405-224-6363. And then the secretary will push you through to whoever you need to talk to. Perfect. And yeah. what's, your, what's your address in case we have to come in? It is 2700 South 4th. If you're familiar with Chickasha, we're in between the uh, Holiday Inn. Is it a Motel 8? Super 8? Super 8. Um, just kind of where you used to turn into the old Walmart. We're on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yep, just south of the uh, H-E-B Turnpike. Right there on the west side of the road out there. So, all right. What else, guys? Uh, anything else? I don't think so. So, yeah, it's been a pretty, uh, for us, a pretty easy year on the changes. So, it's kind of nice to actually know what we're doing this year instead of trying to learn everything again. <laughs> all right, Cooper, you have anything? I think I think I have all my tax questions answered. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, Evan Blasting Game and uh, Cameron Johnson joining us on our Real Estate Today program.